habits and traits of millionaires, even billionaires, are not as common as you'd think, because if, if they were, everyone would have them. Now, plenty of people who aren't yet millionaires or billionaires will tell you how to be successful, but how would they know? Now, you know, working hard and taking action and having a good mindset and being positive, you know, th this is kind of average, non, this stuff just isn't what makes up millionaires and billionaires. It's not, it's just too generic. And I know because I've interviewed 16 billionaires, I have my 17th billionaire coming uh, in a couple of weeks time, my first billionaire S I'm interviewing. So I would be an idiot not to have known all the very different specific technical differences between zero heirs, millionaires and billionaires. So I'm going to give you an example to kick straight off. A zero heir can't really handle any financial pressure or, or, or any entrepreneurial stress. A millionaire can handle a reasonable amount of financial and entrepreneurial pressure. A billionaire can handle the problems and pressure and stress of the world on their shoulders. So if you imagine someone like Elon Musk, he's literally trying to get us off this planet and habit another one. And anything goes wrong with something he does and people die. People die in his car. People die, maybe die in his shuttle. I was watching an interview with him and he says people sue him all the time for mistakes they make driving his cars. So my first of seven uncommon habits and traits of millionaires and leading to billionaires is the level of pressure and stress that they can handle. And um, I also saw an interview with a billionaire. You know, I've, I've studied so many, by the way, for 15 years, I've been studying money. I became a millionaire age 31, a decamillionaire age 35. I've obsessively studied the richest people alive. And, you know, like I said, I've been fortunate enough to interview um, hundreds of millionaires and 16 billionaires. And this billionaire who was being interviewed said he knew a lot of people from Harvard, Ivy League, really well educated, but didn't really make that much money net. You know, made a bit and spend a bit more. And then he knows billionaires. He knows many billionaires because usually billionaires know billionaires. And he said the main difference between the zero heirs or the almost millionaires and the billionaires is the amount of pressure and stress they can handle. And the billionaire almost has a sadistic enjoyment of bigger problems. New level, new devil. And the reward for solving a problem is a bigger one. Whereas most people get into fantasy, oh, I just want this problem to go away. Oh, why me? Oh, why now? Oh, why can't it be easy? Oh, I just want passive income. Oh, I don't want the stress. Oh, I don't want the staff. Oh, I don't want the customer. <laughs> so if you train yourself to have more resilience, more grit, and to take on new and big challenges and deal with those challenges that grow and grow and grow with no loss of enthusiasm or passion, and you know that your reward for solving a problem, yeah, okay, you get some good rewards, but then you just move on to the next level, new level, new devil. If you know that you will be wealthy and successful, you will get there in the end, it's virtually guaranteed. But most people run away from their problems, blame someone else for their problems, and just can't handle the pressure and the stress and the responsibility. So I was talking with one of my good friends today and she has a couple of staff um, and I have nearly 250 across two training businesses, a lettings business and a development company. And most people who've got a couple of staff 
like go white when I say that I have um, 250 people on my payroll. I love the responsibility of having that many people who are generating mortgage payments, generating food for their family and living their life and paying their bills and having employment and hopefully a bit of career progression and passion and direction. And I really enjoy that. Now, when lockdown happened, that was a lot of pressure. How many did I have to furlough? Would I have to lose any? There were months where I didn't pay myself when I paid all my 250 staff, but I didn't pay myself. And that was pressure, but I was prepared to deal with it. Why? Not because I'm a guru, a genius or anything like that. Um, I'm far too chatty for that. But um, I'm clear on my vision. I know my purpose. I know I want to help as many people on this planet start and scale their business and get better financial education and knowledge. And I'm so clear on that. I'm prepared to take the downsides and the pressure and the stress and the responsibility. I just paid a £300,000 and nearly $400,000 tax bill. I've got another one probably similar coming up in January. And it pisses me off a bit because maybe that could be invested better by my government. But, you know, the fact that I'm paying millions a year in tax makes me feel like I have got good responsibility and I'm adding value. Don't hide away from the pressure and stress. Face it with no loss of enthusiasm. New level, new devil. And your reward for solving a problem is a bigger one. So that is my point one of seven uncommon contrarian habits of millionaires and billionaires. Make sure you're following me on whatever channel you are currently watching or listening. I do try and do regular content for you. If you follow me, you'll get notified um, when my content goes live. And if you follow me, you can engage in the comments. You can give me suggestions on what kind of content you would like me to share. Now, before I do the other six uncommon habits of millionaires and billionaires, is it, it is wrong for someone who's a zero heir to teach about being a millionaire or a billionaire. Now, I teach you about the traits of billionaires vicariously through all the people that I've studied. I'm not a billionaire and I'm, you know, openly make that statement. However, I've done more than 150 million in one of my training companies in revenue. My 99 apartment, 150 tenant um, apartment block that I've just finished with my business partner, just made £13,477,000 net profit in November 21. That's not a brag, it's a fact. I'll put it up on my Instagram stories, but I'm just telling you because, you know, too many, free advice is worth every penny, like I said. I have a money podcast. It's, the podcast is called Money, 250-odd episodes over many years. And I also um, wrote the UK's best-selling book on money, according to my publisher, who's one of the top two publishers in the world. And that book is called Money. And I've been studying money for 15 freaking years and made hundreds of millions doing it as well. OK, so that's the uh, braggy bit out of the way. It's not a brag, it's just a fact, but it's important to say. Number two, um, the uncommon habit of millionaires and billionaires is contrarian thinking and uncommon sense. So conventional wisdom and common sense should probably be ignored unless you want conventional life and a common life. If you want an unconventional life, an unconventional wealth, an uncommon wealth, an uncommon success, then you should observe the masses and do the opposite. You should be greedy when others are fearful and fearful when others are greedy. You should take advice only from millionaires and billionaires. And what most of the masses espouse, you should probably do the opposite. Oh, well, you know, you can never get staff to do jobs as well as you. So you might as well just do the job yourself. If you want something done properly, do it yourself. That would be the advice of a zero heir. A billionaire would never do a job themselves. 
They would outsource, hire, recruit, partner, collaborate. Now, look, there's always something that the billionaire is going to do, but that's usually the vision. It's usually the direction, the mission, the purpose. It's not usually the, the jobs and the industry and the, um, you know, the specialisms and the technica technicalities. That's usually hired out. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't want staff because they don't want the responsibility. Well, if you don't have staff, you don't have the scale. So contrarian thinking and uncommon sense is an uncommon habit of millionaires and billionaires. By the way, stay with me to the end. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following me. Stay with me to the end because I've got a special gift. I'm actually celebrating a six-year anniversary. It's not the anniversary of me giving up alcohol. It's not the anniversary of me coming out because I haven't done either of those properly. <laughs> so, um, but I have got a special anniversary announcement. Um, so stay with me to the end of this little piece of content. Number three, many billionaires and multimillionaires are actually introverts. So people think you need to be extroverted, loud, get attention. Attention is currency. You know, social media influencer, creator economy. You know, those who speak the loudest get the most recognition, sales and marketing. You don't have many of the people who become billionaires are actually engineer types. It's actually often the engineering types, the coder types, the hacker types, the designer types that, that change the world. You know, Steve Jobs was very much designer based and um, Elon Musk is very much an engineer. So, look, you don't have to be an introvert or an extrovert, but you you don't have to be an extrovert to be a millionaire or a billionaire. You, you can be much more behind the scenes, a number two type person, not want the limelight and still make shit loads of money. Jace on this live has just called them geeks. I wouldn't use that word myself because definitely I would. Some people could call me geeky. I don't socialize. I don't go out. But yeah, you could be techie, engineering-y and still be very wealthy. In fact, if you're techie and engineering-y, what you do is you build useful products and services that the world needs. And that's worth a lot of money. Now, if, if you want a formula for wealth, I wrote a chapter in my book, Money. My formula for wealth is wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. Value plus fair exchange times leverage. Now, value is what you create and produce that people buy, find useful. Leverage is how many people use it. So if you have a valuable product and service and your mum buys it, you ain't going to be a millionaire. Even if you have something very valuable and useful that's tinier, like, you know, the company that changed. Do you remember when you used to pull the Coca-Cola cans and, and the ring pull came off? And then a ring pull was designed that stayed on. Well, that now is on every single can. So if that was patented, the person who designed that will now be a billionaire. If it wasn't, they won't. But the point is, you need millions or billions or hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of people to use your products and services. So you need scale and reach. So if you make useful and valuable products and services, that's a big element. And engineers and technical people do that. However, great marketers and great storytellers can also get it out to the masses. And Steve Jobs was one of those rare kinds. And Elon Musk is one of those rare kinds where they the, got the, the engineering and the technical, but they're also learned to get really good at storytelling and marketing. And, you know, they don't necessarily do it in a salesman way, but they do it in a way that gets attention and gets virality. OK, number. Do you know what? I'm going to miss out number four. Um, I'll do a separate session on number four because it's a little bit technical. Mm, yeah, I'll miss it out. I might come back to it. So number five, then, um, uncommon habits of millionaires and billionaires is 
the journey that you go on to get there. So if you want to become a millionaire, let's say you're a zero air, you're not quite there. You're a, I'm getting there, zero air. If you're one of those, then you probably need to learn the rules of the game. You need to learn the rules of money. You need to own the traits of the greats, stand on the shoulders of giants and model the success habits of the people who are already wealthy. However, if you're a decamillionaire or a hundred millionaire, you've already learned the rules. So you need to start breaking some rules. Observe the masses. Do the opposite. If you want to be a billionaire or an everywhere, you need to make the rules. So zero is learn the rules, millionaires break the rules and billionaires make the rules. Now, some people are, oh, it's not fair. Billionaires, they don't pay taxes. They don't do this. They don't do that. It's like they've got one rule for them and one rule for it. Look, I'm going to move the moral um, issue of that aside. The reason that is, is because they've broken all the rules because they've got all the money. They control politics. They control economy. They control employment. They have the best lawyers. They have the best advisors. So they can break the freaking rules, right or wrong. That's the way the world works. Okay, number six then. Number six uncommon habit and trait of millionaires and billionaires is unlearning. Now, I was raised in my mid-twenties by mentors and entrepreneurs that were teaching me the more you learn, the more you earn. And I didn't know that before 2005 because I didn't really enjoy learning because I'd never found something I loved to learn. But once you find something that you love to learn, you realise the more you learn the more you earn. Well, that's changed. That has changed. An uncommon sense tells you the more you unlearn, the more you earn. So when you learn, you learn something new you didn't know. But when you unlearn, you remove a bad habit that blocked your wealth and your success and your progress. And most of us have unlearning to do. Daniel has just said here, the game is rigged. Hmm. Well, if you think the game is rigged, the game of money is rigged, what are you going to do? Oh, the game is rigged, therefore I've got no chance. Or are you going to learn the rules of the game and become someone who can create new rules? That was what I wanted to do. So I'll give you a little example on this. I don't think education is great for learning about how money works. I don't think education is great for entrepreneurs. So in some regards, I'm going to agree with my good friend here, um, Daniel, when he says the game is rigged, every game is rigged <laughs> um, because there are rules of the game and someone created the rules and the person who created the rules probably is biased towards them winning the game. But education is rigged against entrepreneurs. So, but I can't fight the education system. I'm not big enough. Even Elon Musk couldn't probably change the education system. So I create my own rules and I create my own game and my game is rigged pro money and pro-entrepreneurship. So I have the Rob Moore Foundation to help young and underprivileged people start meaningful businesses that change the world. And only entrepreneurs can get money out of it. Not people who want a normal, stable, solid living. By the way, there's nothing wrong with that. The world needs that. And I hire loads of those people. You'll never hear me say that that's wrong. It's not better or worse. It's just different. I just know what I want to be and I know what I don't want to be. So my foundation helps entrepreneurs, whereas the school system doesn't really. So I've rigged that game. I've rigged the money game for me because I know how to make money. I know how to make money in the system. I know how to make money out of the system. 
So you've got to create your own rules. This is what, remember, the stages of zero air to millionaire to billionaire. Learn the rules, break the rules, make the rules. So my friend here, Daniel, who's on the, the live, if he thinks the game is rigged and he doesn't want to play the game because the game is rigged, he's already lost the game and he hasn't even started playing the game. You've got to change the attitude, my good friends. And you've got to unlearn fairness, unlearn some old views of money. You know, a lot of people are, oh, well, you know, the billionaires, they don't pay any taxes and the billionaires are evil and we don't need any billionaires and they take all the money and they're greedy and, you know, they're yada, yada, yada. It's just dialogue. It's just a story you play in your head. I know 16 billionaires and they're all generous and giving and one of them is changing the world by trying to get rid of all meat farming in the next 10 years. Honestly, you've got to change what you've learned. You've got to unlearn bad habits, unlearn limiting beliefs. So the masses think you learn to earn. The uncommon billionaires and millionaires think you unlearn to learn. I'm telling you, we've all got our own financial limiters. Like, I'll be honest, right? I don't feel comfortable saying, right, everyone in this clubhouse room and everyone on these lives, give me a billion pounds each because I'm worth it. Because honestly, I don't think that's going to work. And I don't think I'm worth about 600 of you right now across these lives giving me a billion. I don't think I'm worth 600 billion. Otherwise, I'd be asking for it. So I know what I'm worth, but I don't yet feel like I'm worthy to just go and ask people for billions of dollars. Even if I had a brilliant idea that could change the world, I'd probably be able to ask for 100 million. But I probably would be a bit uncomfortable asking for 10 billion. It's just, you know, that limit, I'm not quite there yet. And we've all got that, that limit. Now, my limit used to be I wouldn't even ask for a fiver to go out and get a burger. <laughs> so my limit's gone up and up and up and up and up as I've made more money and got more confidence, um, you know, and got more experience and believed in myself more and increased my self-worth and increased my net worth, etc. So, for example, we've had a good question here. What does Rob Moore still need to unlearn? And Happy New Year. Well, there's lots of things I need to unlearn. I need to unlearn what got me to a million if I want to go to a billion. I probably need to work even smarter and less hard. I, I leverage a lot. I have 250 people on my payroll, like I said. But billionaires probably have 2,500 people on their payroll. So I've got to unlearn that 250 is a big payroll and maybe 2,500 and 25,000. I've probably got to um, unlearn limiting factors in the size of my thinking. You know, for example, before the lockdown, I really felt like events had to be live. The experience, the energy. And so I was planning my global growth of my training companies and I thought, well, I'm going to have to go and fly out to each city, you know, Sydney and New York and wherever. And I'm going to have to set up a remote satellite office there and start running events there. Oh, that's going to take a lot of time. That's going to burn a lot of cash. And my limiting belief was that I couldn't translate the experience of my live events online. And that I had to go and set up a satellite business and employment in each of these new countries. That was my limiting belief. And that held me at 20 million a year when really I should have been at 50 million and 100 million in the training space. I, I make more than that in other companies, but in my training companies. And then lockdown happened and, <coughs> and <coughs> yeah, don't want to get cancelled by saying those words. But all that happened and immediately now I'm running Zoom masterclasses most days. Well, my team are. Uh, and uh, I'm now got followers across the world. 
I'm one of the top 100 follow people on Clubhouse. I don't need to set up any staff in any of these other countries. I can do it all remotely through Zooms and live streams and multi-live streams and repurposing of content. So that was an unlearning process for me, a limiting belief for me. So I hope you hope that helped. That was a specific question I had there. Okay, now, a couple more tips. Thanks for staying with me here, by the way. I've got a special anniversary gift for you for staying to the end. Make sure you also share the content. If you find my content useful at all, if you watch my lives, just hit the share button. If you're in Clubhouse, just hit the plus button and bring some people in. Um, I don't usually ask for things because I'm British, but uh, I would ask if you find any of my content useful, just hit the share button and maybe we can help other people too. So... If you want to be a millionaire or a billionaire, now, by the way, I like, I'm actually not that bothered about being a billionaire. I'm more bothered about being useful. I'm more bothered about um, helping and inspiring millions of people because I know my money will come from that. Because, like, let me, if I said to you, I really want to be a billionaire, do you really care? Honest, be honest. No, you don't give a shit. You do not give a shit if I'm a billionaire. And you shouldn't because being a billionaire for the sake of being a billionaire, that's not useful. But if I said, I want to give you better financial education, I want to help you start your business, scale your business, I want to give you all the education, the resources, the knowledge, the inspiration, and the community, are you now interested? You probably are, because it's focused on you, and it's useful and valuable. And then if I become a billionaire in the process, then you're happy for me. So actually, this isn't about being a billionaire. It's who do you become to become a billionaire? What value do you offer to become that millionaire that you want to be. So always remember it's value first. Remember my um, formula for wealth. Wealth equals value plus fair exchange times leverage. Okay, now on the point of leverage, millionaires and billionaires have leverage and distribution. Now, distribution is how many people you reach and leverage is the force multiplication of how many people you reach based on your time. So if you have to travel the world stopping at every single country to do a keynote speech. That is distribution because you're doing a world tour, but it's not leverage because you've got to stop in every country around the world. Whereas if you did a global live stream or you did some kind of concert or some kind of course online and streamed it to 200 countries, you've got the distribution across the 200 countries, but you've got the leverage as well. So millionaires and billionaires have distribution and leverage. And here's the great news. The modern world helps you with distribution and helps you with leverage. So as an example, I currently have my pod track four here recording this for a podcast episode. I'm on Clubhouse Live. We've had 4,400 people in this room. I'm live on Facebook. Right now, we've probably had 1,000 people on this live. I'm live on Instagram We've probably had 700 people on this live as I speak right now, and that will go up. So I have distribution because I'm on Instagram and Facebook and Clubhouse and podcast. But I have leverage because I'm speaking once, but it's going to multiple countries on multiple, multiple platforms. Now, how Steve Jobs has sold more iPhones than most other company have sold phones across the world. And that's why he has distribution. Tetra Pak made Hans Rousing a billionaire and then his kids and his grandkids billionaires because cartons and milk bottle tops and everything else, billions of them are produced by Tetra Pak. So 
if you're not reaching enough people, if you don't have enough leverage, if you don't have enough collaborations and partnerships, you're not streaming enough online, you're not going live on enough channels, then you don't have distribution and you don't have leverage and you don't have wealth. So wealth is about distribution and leverage. Okay, cool. So, and the final one is building digital real estate. So I am um, a physical real estate investor and I'm a bit old school. I'm 43 tomorrow, by the way. I know I don't look it. <laughs> so I am uh, 43 and I started investing in real estate 16 years ago. Have 1,540 tenants across multiple property companies, management, development, ownership. And my recent development was 99 apartments made £13,477 in November, net profit on the PL. However, get this, I'm less excited about physical real estate as I am digital real estate. So digital real estate is how many views does my video get? How many streams of monetization do I get on my content on social media? How many people are in my clubhouse rooms? How many people listen to my um, podcast, The Disruptive Entrepreneur, across how many company, uh, countries? And then how much sponsorship and ad revenue does that generate? Am I on all the social media platforms? Am I uh, on YouTube and gaining sponsorship and ad revenue, etc.? So digital real estate is your cryptocurrencies, your NFTs, your creator and social tokens and coins. It is your following and your fan base and your community it is your content into cash flow and your information into income. Now, do you know there are about 20 ways to monetize your content on social media? There's Facebook stars. Thank you for the stars. Someone's just donated me stars on the Facebook live. There's Facebook stars. There's Facebook supporters. There's Facebook ads on your live videos. There's Facebook live events. There's Facebook brand collabs. There's Insta Instagram brand collabs. There's Instagram badges. There's YouTube premium, YouTube ads, podcast subscriptions on Spotify, podcast subscription on iTunes. There's Luminary for audio and podcasting. The list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. So my question to you is this, my good friends. Are you monetizing social media? Are you turning content into cash flow and information into income? Are you unlocking these multiple streams of income from monetization tools on social media, which are free? Are you creating the leverage of social media to generate multiple streams of income? And are you creating the distribution through social media to reach many people to increase your revenue? Now, quick summary. Seven uncommon habits of millionaires and billionaires. Number one, their ability to deal with increasing levels of pressure and stress. Number two, contrarian thinking and uncommon sense. Number three, introversion. Number four, I'm going to cover another time because it needs its own special session. Number five, learn the rules, then break the rules, then make the rules to go from zero air to millionaire to billionaire. Number six, you've got to unlearn uh, the old limiting beliefs and the new rules of the game. Why are teens and kids and 20 year olds going viral on social media? Why are they making millions on YouTube? Why are they making millions on cryptocurrencies? Because they didn't unlearn. They didn't learn and they don't know the limiting beliefs of the older generation. So, you know, for example, they say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. Well, you don't hear teenagers saying that. You don't hear influencers in their 20s saying that. You hear old schoolers saying that. 
You don't hear old schoolers saying, oh, yeah, you've got to be on TikTok. You hear new schoolers say you've got to be on TikTok. So some of us oldies or more experienced entrepreneurs have got to unlearn old habits. The more you unlearn, the more you earn. And then my final point is leveraging digital real estate. Leveraging podcasts. Remember, you've got robmore.com forward slash pod, a special gift to celebrate my six-year anniversary. You've got YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, Clubhouse, Greenroom, Fireside, Speakeasy, Snapchat, Pinterest, your own email database, Patreon, OnlyFans, yada, yada, yada. My question to you is, are you leveraging them all?